Hello, I'm Charlotte Watts. Welcome to these podcasts that were first broadcast live in my Facebook group, Charlotte Watts Calm. Hope you enjoy them. And if you want more, please look at my website, charlottewattshealth.com. answer a question that was posed by someone in the Facebook group which I thought was really interesting question and one that's um really warrants a little exploration and that is that when she finds herself doing a yoga practice or kind of movement practice that is laying it's very releasing particularly in the kind of area to the inside of the hip bones then she can find herself having a little tremor and it feels right to have a little tremor or a shake and that feels quite releasing. And she, you know, is is quite knowledgeable about this, so recognise that this is coming from the psoas muscle. And the psoas muscle is, for humans, it's a very important muscle as it is the only one that connects our top and bottom body, so where our legs meet our torso. It originates on the inside of the thighs, particularly fascially, if you kind of look at that as a continuum up through the legs, our connective tissue coming all the way up through our legs. And then it comes into our hips through our lower belly and and up into the diaphragm, which again, if you're looking at the body in terms of being much more of a connected matrix rather than lots of separate portions, then it really is, you know, part of our diaphragm and the way that we breathe and we move and we have stability around the lower back and how we stand up from the ground. So our psoas muscle, this, this channel up through the inner hips and you can feel this most palpably and really in terms of you can actually kind of palpate it have a little movement a little very soft gentle massaging effect there is it's it's nearest the skin just to the inside of the hip bones that very soft tissue there and it's often referred to as the emotional muscle because we do hold a lot of our stuff so whether in kind of uh, chronic long-term stress or trauma tends to be embodied down in there. We tend to store those responses in there. And it's also where we curl up into protective response. So human beings are quite unusual in that they stand up on two legs and they show their soft bits, their um, belly, throat, groin and heart so we have the rib cage it's still a kind of vulnerable area here uh, we show those to the world rather than kind of hiding them down on four legs so we have this quite pronounced curling response coming into a fetal position this kind of protective curl in to belly and heart knees up head in that is a very protective gesture so that whenever we feel in danger there's even a slight tone of coming into it so even if we don't fully curl in we can tend to get quite tight and hardened and restricted around this area and a lot of people will feel that in lower back pain or they'll feel that in restricted breathing up into the diaphragm or even not being able to quite fully stand up to feel that it's difficult to stand up and they even start kind of hunching down or feel that when they do it pulls on the lower back to to come directly up to standing um because we hold a lot of our trauma there when we do anything there that begins to 
affect release in that area, we can have that sense of release that does have a kind of tremoring effect. And that brings us into the kind of freeze response where one of our responses within stress or safety protection is to go into immobilization or freeze. So we often it's referred to as fight, flight or freeze. And freeze is when we can be quite checked out or we can just suddenly stop and look around and check where we are. If we're doing it with that kind of level of engagement, that really knowing where we are, feeling very present, then that's what's often referred to as we're in new vagus, new vagal tone. And that's a very healthy freeze response and orientation. Um, And we can work out if we're safe or not. And if we can kind of drop back away from that vigilance or we can move back on with our business. But if that freeze moves somewhere where it's much more checked out, it's like we're not present and we are actually immobilised either in really tonic, really kind of held, tense, or really collapsed and feeling quite absent in the belly and that we can't fully feel our body, then that's what would be referred to as old vagal tone, where we're going into a much more primal response and we're going right from the instinctive old brain. And when we go there, that's when we can really dissociate, we can really kind of be not yeah, not not present. And it's quite a kind of traumatised place to be. And um, when we might feel that we are starting to release in this psoas area, the way that we can start to move out of feeling those freeze responses, those habits of going into freeze, the way that we start to let go of that energy locked into freeze is to go into a natural tremor, a natural shake it off. And you see animals do this. So when they freeze in the wild, they play dead. Predators will lose interest when an animal plays dead. You can see it get up and shake off the tension and then they move on. And you see kids do this as well. If they have a bit of a a shock or something that makes them a bit fearful, they shake or they make a lot of noise or they discharge that energy. But often as adults, we don't do that. So if you find your body going into these patterns of release that are quite unconscious, that we don't really know why we're doing them, we can often panic because they might feel a bit strange. They might feel that we're out of control. They kind of can be quite jerky movements that feel like there's something other than our body, that we're not in, you know, we're not making them happen. They don't feel necessarily elegant, if you like, or graceful. And yet they can feel quite right. So the two ways to go with this, one is if they feels like if you go into a shake and it feels like you're still, you know, checked out, you're dissociated and it feels like it's part of that not quite being here, then it's a good idea if you're laying down and doing something or you go into a shake there that you roll over onto your side and you kind of interrupt that and come back to a place of full, being fully grounded and safe. If you're going to a shake when you're in some kind of standing mode, or often it might be like a forward bend, for instance, again, if you dissociate, notice if you if you need to come out or you need to ease off, bend your knees back a bit, for instance, in a forward bend, and just find a place where it doesn't quite happen, and then ease back in again. Because actually, if you are fully present and you feel fully safe, then 
being able to shake helps to process that trauma that we hold down in the psoas muscle through the old brain. And if we're conscious and fully aware when we're doing that and we're really aware of our surroundings, then it can be a very safe way to process that. Now, that's the work um, that's often referred to as TRE, Trauma and Tension Release Exercises, which is the work of a trauma researcher called David Baselli in the States. And I think particularly if you find yourself going into those patterns, it's a very, very good idea to find a TRE practitioner and actually be taken through those exercises. Or you can go to groups, but it's very good to get one-to-one stuff if you know you have quite quite deep trauma patterns or anywhere near PTSD or complex or developmental trauma. So it's very good to have a one-on-one where you are taken through as a really safe space and support to be held in that. Um, But if you have a history of grounding, a history of meditative practices, and you find that happening and it feels very safe to you and you're able to stay present, then you might feel it's okay to, to go with that tremoring that uh, that shaking and ease off so it doesn't you don't need to, to go right to the nth degree you can do just a little bit now and then and ease off and, and let those things in bed and see how you feel after up to, to days after but it's really about how you can hold that space for yourself how you can be present and if you're not sure if you feel safe or not then back out in trauma circles, there's a phraseology that's called titration, which means you let a little bit out at a time and you just really let that come to consciousness. It might feel that it brings up, you know, great waves of feeling, even overwhelm or even flooding. And in that case, you step back um, and you really focus on what allows you to feel safe over the coming days. So yes, there are ways that we can do this in uh, a very, as a very specific practice uh, within TRE, within tension and trauma releasing exercises. And you can read a lot about that on, uh, on the internet. But it is also something that we naturally do. And shaking has been seen as something, particularly if people in trauma situations or shock like after an accident they will start to sh- their bodies will start to shake and it's been quite usual to stop people shaking or medicate them to stop that response happening uh, and it's coming to be understood more and more that actually that is interrupting something that is a very natural form of trauma release of letting the body process that in the way that it is designed to do so please do ask me questions um, because it's an area that, yes, it is a natural, natural bodily response. But if you have quite deep trauma, then it's something that you may want to explore further with someone. So do send me any questions on that through other Facebook groups, uh, Charlotte Watts Calm or Calm Club, if you're in, if you're on my, in my monthly membership club or email me. And I, it's also something that I would take people through in classes and consultations and one-on-ones as well so it's a it's a really wonderful thing to to explore and I'd say personally I've you know been shaking for a couple of years now and it's one of the things that's really really changed my nervous system expression and how I kind of meet the world around me so I think it's incredibly liberating but you just want to make sure you do it in a way that doesn't kind of that doesn't re-traumatize 
So yeah, it's a really fascinating time to be really knowing more about all these subjects and how we can really, trauma is something that is a whole body uh, event response, living something that uh, is not present as if it were present now. And the more we understand that, the more we really know that it's grounding, it's safety, it's self-regulation and it's presence that can really help move us through those states into what is being referred to now as post-traumatic growth, which has a much nicer ring to it. So yeah, do send me any other questions through. I love discussing things in this way Um, and see you soon. Take care. Bye.